Looking for coffee that can finally give you the flavor and experience you have been missing? Then your next coffee order should be from SeaStateCoffee.com. SeaState Coffee is premium, hand-selected, highest-grade available coffee that is roasted, on order, delivered fresh to you. And right now, you can take 20% off your order by using code GRIND20. That's G-R-I-N-D and the number 20 for 20% off your SeaState Coffee order. Head over to SeaStateCoffee.com so you can enjoy the smoothest and most caffeinated coffee available. Start your day off right with SeaState Coffee. This week on the Route 16 Grind, in the outdoor update, I will share with you one way to track and stay up to date on congressional bills for outdoor recreation and more. And from the field, I will share what I plan to hunt after deer season and why. In the rock, mud, and dirt, you're going to find out which Eastern European country your next Jeep might be built. Should you be worried? In Go Adventure, Danielle from Wicked Chaos shares what her Jeep has done for her and more. Then I wrap up the show with a cup of joe. Route 16 Grind, Episode 35. Find those puddles! Welcome to the Route 16 Grind, the podcast for outdoor adventurers. If you wheel, hunt, fish, overland, or are an all-around adventurer, this podcast is for you. Each week, we pour a cup of sea steak coffee and talk about informative topics, the gear, and the training that can help you have a successful outdoor adventure. We have amazing contributors and some great conversation. So, grab your cup, sit back, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to the Route 16 Grind. I am Brian, your host. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing all this wonderful stuff. And the outdoor update, we got some cool things. I think uh, one of the things I like to do is start sharing with you how you can do your own research. We have so many talking heads out there telling you, you know, what to believe. Well, how about you go read it for yourself, digest it. So there's something cool that I'm going to share with you to where you're going to be able to look at congressional bills, find out how you can do the research and get alerts uh, for your things that you're interested in. And from the field, I'm going to talk about what to do after deer season. Yeah, it was a pretty challenging se- season here in North Carolina, at least for me. It's just the days I was able to get out. There was a, a, a couple of uh, hunters that I've been following that I'm hoping to kind of bring on and so they can share kind of their uh, experiences here. So uh, when those things happen, I'll let you know. But there's definitely a couple of them that... Uh, I would love to share with you. And if you guys, if you think you're one of those people that I like to share some of your experience, you know, you can always hit me up at uh, route16 at gmail.com. And, you know, we'll see what we can do and bring you on the show and you can share your experiences. As far as the rock money dirt, oh my goodness, Jeeps being built in Eastern Europe. I don't know. So we'll have to wait till we get there to find out what that's all about. And then I have a fantastic guest. Great interview or conversation. Uh, I don't really think. We have true interviews here, more long, like conversations. It was fun. I think you're really going to enjoy that. So let's go ahead and uh, get on to the show. We appreciate your posts and feedback. One of the best ways to help the show is to post a five-star review with your feedback on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. This helps us grow the Route 16 Grind audience, and we also get a chance to hear from you. So if you love the show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on Stitcher an Apple podcast today. The outdoor update is brought to you by Tuffy Security Products. Having your vehicle broken into is not a laughing matter. 
Trust Tuffy security products to stop opportunistic thieves. Tuffy is the industry leader in automotive security and provides peace of mind when you walk away from your rig. Durable and easy to install. Tuffy security products has adventure-ready consoles, drawers, and lockboxes available for you to organize your rig and secure your gear. Visit TuffyProducts.com and use special offer code GRIND to save 10% on your order. Remember to lock it up. Welcome back to the Outdoor Update, the weekly segment where I provide you stories, news, and information from the recent going-ons in the outdoor world. This week, I want to talk about how you can track, stay up to date on congressional bills that relate to outdoor recreation or, for the most part, anything that you really care about. The first one I'm going to share with you is congress.gov. You go to that website right on the landing page. First page that comes up, there is a search bar. You can take that search bar, type in a subject you care about, outdoor recreation, public land, water rights, whatever you feel you need to search for, whatever's important for you. And then you can go into the actual laws and bills themselves, and you can highlight those particular ones that are on your interest list. And then when you look at these bills, you're going to be able to understand or see who the actual sponsor of that bill is. You're going to see the committee has come out of, uh, when the committee meetings are happening, uh, the different reports you can look at. You can look at the latest actions. You can look at the if it's gone to the floor for votes, you can actually see the votes on it. And you can follow this bill from the time it first gets introduced all the way to where if the president signs it. Or if it dies, you'll be able to track that as well. Sometimes bills are introduced, they die, and they might come back. And then you could look at certain bills where they'll have related bills, like with the Veterans Compact Act, the Great American Outdoors Act, uh, have related bills as well, where things were that came from bills that were in discussion on the floor, and then took pieces of it, component of it, or they took the entire bill itself and rolled it into a current bill with other tasks in it. I like the details that it provides. I like the fact that I can get all the different information. I just find it to where it can be a little clumsy, where if you'll you'll have to do a lot more clicking than if you go to another site that I really like, and that is uh, govtrack.us. That's G-O-V-T-R-A-C-K.us. It'll be in the show notes. This one, when you t- put in the subject or topic you care about, like outdoor recreation, it'll filter through a lot of different things. And then you can go to particular ones. You can know particular Congress. A lot of things that you can get from congress.gov, but it's just a little more clean. But one of the things I really like about it is the fact that it actually has a widget. You can go to that particular bill and you can track it, but also you can take that widget. You can copy the HTML and you can paste it if you run a website or you have some type of nonprofit that has a website. You can copy this widget and just boom, put it onto your web page. And now you can inform all the people that go there uh, and help people. And this really helps, I think, with call to actions. When you want to get people motivated to get behind something or you want them to try and stop something, well, when you put it out there in text and you show it to them and they can read it and they can digest it instead of seeing little clips on the news, uh, I think it's a little bit better for you to get that information out there. Don't just have opinions, have details. And I think that's something I'm doing with the Route 16 grind or trying to do is I want to give you details, not just an opinion, not just be another talking head. Uh, so the third place you're going to be able to go to uh, in a limited fashion is go to the Route16.com page. On there, I'm going to have a congressional bill tab. You'll, it's on there right now, and you'll see two bills, the Great American uh, Outdoor Act and also the Veterans Compact Act. And you can click on those. You can read them in detail. There are links to where if you want to download PDF, uh, copy it in text, 
You can look at all the details of who created it, sponsored actions, all those different things, because I utilized the widget from GovTrack and made it really easy to do that. And I also taken some components from the uh, congress.gov page as well. So both those sites, I think, are really good for you to help keep track of bills, particularly you know, for us here. We care about the outdoors. We care about the activities that we're able to access and we care about public land. And the only way we want to keep all these things and ensure that they're there for now and future generations is to get involved. And I strongly believe one of the places that we as a country and as citizens can do a better job of, and I'm talking to myself here too, is we have to look at these bills when they're first introduced, not wait until after the fact to complain about them once they've been passed. We also have to understand the cost of these things. Where is that money coming from? An example I can give you is I would love to have 30% more public lands available to do hunting, fishing, wheeling, hiking, camping, all the great outdoor activities. But at the cost where every citizen's income tax was raised 30%. And where do we find those details? We get them at the beginning, not at the end. By that time, it's already been polled and they everyone has his opinion. You have zero dialogue time with your elected officials. It starts at the beginning and you follow the things all the way through. So again, check out govtrack.us or congress.gov, but you can also go to route16.com. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X.com. Go to the Congressional Bill tab and you'll be able to see bills. And with these particular ones, they're actually laws. The Great American Outdoor Act and the Veterans Compact Act, both been signed by the president. You'll be able to read the details of these. All right. You'll be able to see the information, find all the history and all that. And they're probably two good bills to research and to understand the whole bill process because both these bills were amended. Both of them have things from other bills. So they're really two good ones that you kind of learn from. If you guys have any questions, you can just go to route16.com, select contact, hit me, send me a note, and I'm more happy to help you out. The Red Warren Badge says you're equipped to handle anything, ready to conquer any challenge that may come your way. That badge has stood for off-road excellence for more than 70 years. During that time, we haven't stopped innovating or striving for perfection. Be ready. Be prepared. Go Warren. When you hear the calls, you know we have a report from the field. This week, I'm going to cover what am I going to hunt after deer season. So my focus is actually going to be squirrels and rabbits. So there's a little bit more of a season left with them. And one of the cool things about doing it, so if you all remember, maybe it was a social media post. I don't think I covered it on the uh, Route 16 Grind podcast. But last year, I went squirrel hunting only on the last day of squirrel season. And I went to the Sandhills Game Land. And I'm telling you, I, there wasn't a squirrel in sight. They are out there. They are out there all over the place. But I could not find one darn squirrel. I didn't see it. I was listening, all that stuff. And I had such a mad appreciation for squirrel dogs that day. I remember watching a show on Meat Eater, and, and uh, they had this, you know, went out and saw his buddy in someplace in the south. I can't remember. And they were hunting squirrels, and they had squirrel dogs. And the squirrel dogs were able to hear these critters, you know, chirping, whatever, and then go up to the tree, bark at it, and then point the hunter at where the squirrel is located at, which makes the job a little bit easier. Man, so this year I have some redemption. So I'm going to go out and spend some time uh, looking at squirrel hunting. Now I'm not going to go out there probably bag 12 in one day. 
that's not really my goal. I would like to get a few, uh, maybe cook something out. I haven't had squirrel in a long time, so I figured I would go ahead and do that and make some recipes. That's the other part, too, is I want to start getting into my recipe game uh, with uh, you know wild game meat. So that's something I'm kind of interested in, something I'm going to get more developed. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that, because I do enjoy cooking, is to go out there and get my hunt on. The other one, as far as rabbits. Now, some of the areas I do hunt, in particular the area that I hunt deer at, there is a ton of rabbits out there. I have not really been proactively involved in rabbit hunting, so I wanted to get more involved with that. So it's really it's a learning experience. But the great thing about this in you know going out rabbit hunting, going squirrel hunting, you're always scouting. You're always looking at other wild game you can potentially hunt. You're always looking at different patterns. You're always looking at, you know, you still should be able to be picking up scrape marks from like deer. You can start marking those on your map for the next season, things you could look at. If it's public land, you definitely want to mark that on your map. If it's private land, hey, where I'm going to set up my deer stand, where I'm going to set up potentially feeders, uh, can I go out and explore a little bit more of their tracks that are bed down areas that was, that was unknown to me? And that's what I love about hunting. You're always learning. So every time I go out, regardless of game that I'm hunting, I'm always looking to improve my skill sets. Is there a better way to approach? Is there something that I can that I'm doing in one season I can change the next season? Also look at the gear that I'm wearing. Is there something I can change? Something I can improve? Something I can add? We always want to add stuff. We always want the best stuff. I'm always looking at places I can put ground blinds at because turkey season is rolling around. So that's a big thing I'm looking at right now. Hey, would that be a good place for a ground blind? Hey, would this be a good place to set up my decoys? I love getting out there. I love enjoying nature. I enjoy the challenge of nature that you know you have and when you're a hunter. Every time I go out, I just enjoy learning. And to me, that's the biggest victory. If I'm able uh, to have a harvest, hey, awesome. I, I, I'd love to do that. You know what? I'm improving. I think I made some very good decisions this uh, last year season. Um, there were some decisions that I didn't make that were so good. And that whole thing has just made me better. And I'm looking forward to getting out there, getting some squirrels, getting some rabbits, and get a lot of learning accomplished and getting ready for turkey season. For over 20 years, PowerTank has been the leader in high-performance portable CO2 air systems. A PowerTank is the ideal air source to air up tires, reseat tire beads, run air tools, and more. It's the only portable air system that can air up a 40-inch tire in under a minute and is backed by a limited lifetime warranty. A power tank does not require electricity and operates silently. See for yourself why power tank is the number one air source for Jeeps, 4x4s, RVs, construction crews, and hunters by going to powertank.com. Take your rig to the next level with the Nexon Rodian MTX. Featuring an aggressive tire design that's extremely versatile for on- and off-road driving. Each tire boasts a dual sidewall design that allows you to customize the look of the tire on your rig. The Nexon Rodian MTX might have rugged traits, but thanks to its patented tread block design, road noise is minimized. Nexon's innovative technology, state-of-the-art manufacturing, and award-winning designs have ensured Nexon is not an industry secret anymore. When you need performance on the road and the trail, choose Nexon. Welcome to the Rock, Mud, and Dirt, sponsored by Nexon Tire. 
This segment is where I talk about people, brands, products, and events from the off-road world. This week, I'm going to share with you an article from Torque News at torquenews.com. The article was published on 31 December 2020, and the title is, Could Your Next Jeep Be Built in Poland? What in the hell is going on? That's crazy. Now, I'm not trying to, you know, dock Polish craftsmanship and stuff. I, I'm not very familiar with it. So if anyone's offended, that's not my intent. It's just a little disturbing. It's still trying to get adjusted the fact that Jeep is actually a European brand now owned by Fiat Chrysler. That just blows my mind. It's a Jeep is such an American trademark, but it's owned by a foreign brand. And I think a lot of us are still getting adjusted to that. Anyways, uh, Fiat Chrysler is looking to upgrade a plant in Poland to build future models of Jeep, Alfa Romeos, and Fiats. Uh, they're going to invest over $200 million and they're going to modernize that plant and start building some fully electronic models. One of the models that they're actually looking at is the Jeep Renegade. So I'm going to share this with you. Uh, I had an interview. The interview I do this week, I'm trying to remember what is that vehicle was in Batman and all that. It was the Jeep Renegade. So I'm going to tell you that before that interview because the interview is pre-recorded. And yeah, I was like trying to remember. That's how important. I'm sorry if you own a Jeep Renegade. I apologize. And I know they're very capable vehicles. I've actually saw them on the trail. Uh, I followed this one actually at a nighttime off-road course out here in the Uwari area over in Big Creek. And it did a phenomenal job. I was very impressed by it. It's just not really the Jeep that I probably would purchase. And it's just not my thing. But going back to the article, uh, the production of new models are looking to be built around 2022. So all you potentially JKJL owners, I don't think you really have anything to worry about. I think they're really going to be focused on the smaller vehicle, uh, specifically talking about whether the new Jeeps will be sold in the U.S. In the article, it talks about the Tai Chi plant employs about 2,500 workers. That's according to the Detroit News. And nearly 263,000 vehicles that the plant produced in 2019 were exported to 58 markets worldwide. Uh, FCA is not saying if any of the new vehicles will be shipped to the United States. However, the new version is truly smaller than the 2021 Jeep Renegade. It might have a hard time finding a market in the United States. And then the article goes on to describe what a Jeep Renegade is and then the competitors as far as from different uh, vehicle brands and stuff like that. So this all might just boil down to simply one or two words, clickbait. Personally, I'm not looking to purchase a new Jeep anytime soon, so it really doesn't really affect me too much. But maybe you are. Uh, maybe you are looking for a compact, something like a Renegade, and maybe you want to have a better understanding of what's going to be going on with that uh, manufacturing plant. But again, I, you know, it really depends on, on the markets. I, I think a lot of the stuff is really going to be focused on the European markets and other countries and such. I, I really don't see this going direct to the United States, especially if they're going to look at making this a little bit smaller than what's already out there, which generally happens with European vehicles. Roads are narrow. Um, I know many of you probably have traveled to Europe. If you ever traveled to the UK, uh, yes, they're like very narrow roads and they're really, to me, they're really not that fun to drive on. Uh, we have some big wide roads and we have big vehicles and you know, that's good. America. So anyways, uh, I hope you enjoyed this story. If you got one that you think I should share on here, then just share it with me and we'll get it out there. I think it was a little bit fun and yeah, maybe I did clickbait you. Uh, that wasn't really the intent. It was just kind of interesting. Something that caught my eye, something I want to share. But yeah, if you have something that you're willing to share as far as some news update, 
things you want to get out there and get people in to know, just hit me up at Route16, R-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X at gmail.com. Send me the link and let me know what's going on. Want to be on the show? Maybe share with us some interesting hunting, fishing, overlanding, wheeling, or adventuring news? Then give us a call at the Route16 Grind hotline at 919-694-3356. And maybe you will be on our next show. Go Adventure! Welcome to the Go Adventuring segment. This is a segment we celebrate the people groups, and organizations that bring positive outdoor adventures to you. This week, we talked to Jeep Girl, Adventurer, and Mom, Danielle, known on Instagram as Wicked Chaos. Danielle, welcome to the Route 16 Grind. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Heck yeah. Thanks for being on. I know we talk every now and then on your total Jeeper, and uh, you know we, we socialize on, on uh, social media as well. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to to do this and uh yeah man so want you to just tell us about your story where you're from and all that stuff like that all right so my story i'm from canada i'm from vancouver bc a little bit outside of bc or outside of vancouver sorry i bought a jeep about a year and a bit ago and it's become my new adventure in life my daughter and i are definitely off-roaders we love to stick to it. My husband and my son are more sports fans. So we do our girls day and they do their boys day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Hey, so what kind of Jeep is it though? I have a 2019 Sahara. It's the ocean blue, probably my favorite color. Yeah. It's a pretty nice Jeep and it's, it's one of those, uh, fancy schmancy JL. So you got all that, you know, nice dash stuff going on in there. Yeah, I um I took literally six different Jeeps for a test drive with one of the test drive like the one of the guys at the dealership and he's like, They're all the same. I'm like, No, they're not. So I had a two thousand eighteen, I had a two thousand nineteen, I had the Rubicon, I had the Sport, I had the Sahara, I had the two point I had the three point six. I literally test drove them all. And the only reason I got the JL and the Sahara is because my husband's like, I'm not getting any other lame screen on the dashboard. This one has the best screen. Well, I could have went with the Rubicon, but in Canada, the price difference is ridiculous. Oh yeah, they're they're up there. I, I bought a, I have a Rubicon, but it you know root the Jeep. I bought it in 2011, and it was a 2008. So I bought that used. So I hear you there. They are pricey, but man, they come loaded as far as uh, the capability. Uh, so, yeah, so what, what made you, what was the, the energy to buy a Jeep, though? Uh, <laughs> well, so I actually had been test driving Audis and a Cadillac, and I'm very much, uh, I wanted a sports car, snobby vehicle, and I kind of went back to my roots, and my dad always had a Jeep when I was growing up, and when I was a little girl, I had, like, a Barbies, obviously, like, all the girls have Barbies, and I was like, when I get older, I'm going to have a Jeep. Like my goal was to have the Barbie Jeep, to have the pink Jeep with the big wheels and the big light bar. And I wanted to have a big, fancy, girly Jeep to take to prom, which I obviously never did. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out, I was fishing with some friends and they're like, why don't you go take some Jeeps and trucks or test drives? And I'm not a truck girl by any means. I don't like trucks. But I was like, okay, let's take a Jeep for a test drive. And then I got behind the Jeep and I started driving the Jeep. And I was like, this is definitely my vehicle. I can make it to what I want. I can do what I want. I can take it down to the river. I can get outside more. I can do stuff with my family. 
And I brought it home and my husband was like, you want a Jeep? You've been looking at Audi. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but look at me in the Jeep. It's me. And he's like, okay, I think you need a Jeep. And that's kind of how I ended up getting a Jeep. Yeah. So now you said something there. So you were already kind of like going outside, you know, going to lakes, doing some outdoor activities. And uh, yeah, the Audi just, you know, they're nice vehicles. They drive really well. But, yeah, they just won't cut it when you want to go just kind of camp out on the side of the lake there, and you can bring everything into it. And, actually, it can help you get to those places you really want to get to as well um, in there. Well, and that's kind of the thing. So what did, you, what did you think about, you know, so you had some separation. The interest when you were younger in it with the whole Barbie theme going on, but then you had some gap, and then you finally got one as an adult. And then there's all these people who now are starting to wave at you and this whole community that just kind of gets in your face. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, saying that in a positive thing. You just all of a sudden it sounds like it feels like you have, you know, millions of friends instantly when you buy a Jeep. How was that experience for you? It's been really fun. I think it's awesome. I remember when my dad had a Jeep, I never thought of the Jeep wave. Like I never I never remember seeing people wave. I remember like driving my dad's Jeep. That was the first thing I like learned to drive a clutch with. I totally wrecked the clutch, FYI. Um, <laughs> hey, the first time but, I drove a uh, standard, I, I was actually on a tractor and I nearly tipped it over. So don't feel bad. Well, I mean, my dad's like, it's an old Jeep. I'm like, it's an 89. How bad can it be? He's like, you really have to put your arm into it. I'm like, I'm putting my arm into it. And all of a sudden it was like grinding. And I'm like, I think you should drive now, dad. <laughs> I'm like I think I think we're done. <laughs> so, but like going back, like yeah, like now having the Jeep, it's so much fun. And my husband is become like such a funny guy with it. He's he'll be in the front seat and he'll be waving for me. I'm like, what are you right. doing? He's like, you missed that Jeep. I'm like, you're so weird. Get off my side of the wheel. Like, go away. Yeah, but you- I, it's such a neat experience. So the uh, Sean, um, I had him on, on the last podcast uh, from Jeep Hunt Outdoors, and we had a discussion about the whole Jeep wave. We said really, it's really a Wrangler wave, and I've talked about my experience when I had an XJ, you know, the box Cherokee, an '89 XJ for years. Nobody waved at me. I never knew about this mysterious Jeep wave. As soon as I got my uh, Wrangler, I, and then all of a sudden people started waving. That's when I was like, and I had a buddy in, in the seat next to me and passenger seat, and he. And he got mad at me because he's a fellow Jeeper. He's like, hey, man, you didn't wave at that guy. I'm like, what are you talking about? Wave? What, what is this wave thing? So, you know, I I would love to say all the liberties and all the, uh, what's that little one? What's that little compact one? I forgot what it's called now. Uh, uh, a compass? No, nah, well, that too. I guess the compass. But uh, it's like, it's, we have a Trailhawk version. It's the one that was in a Batman movie and stuff. Anyway, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like the little one. I can't I can't think of it for the life of me. That's a, so I don't weigh with those. I mean, call me a bad person. <laughs> call me a bad person. I just No, it, because you know what? I had like I had a Jeep Cherokee wave at me and my husband's like, Are you gonna wave? I'm like, That's not a Jeep. And he's like, It's a Cherokee. I'm like, Oh, that is, but no, I'm not waving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they're beefy because I love XJs, I, I wave at them. So yeah, if it has a presence, you're kinda like, Oh, that's a good build, I'll wave at that one. <laughs> <laughs> snotty, but, I mean, snotty jeepers man cherokee. no but my brother's got a cherokee and he's like i would not wave at another jeeper that's stupid i'm like oh, <laughs> like whatever nobody asked you anyways <laughs> yeah go away this is the wrangler crowd but no it's um well it's just kind of great with that community and you know let's talk about wicked chaos you know so you got a pretty good little <laughs> instagram feed going on and you, you, i love your pictures very artistic and you seem to just kind of be one with your jeep but what's up with the wicked chaos 
So I wasn't originally going to add the chaos to it. It was originally just going to be wicked because I had a friend that always called me the wicked witch. Always. He's like, you're such a witch. And I'm like, you really want to call me a bitch? I know. He's like, but you're such, you're just a witch. And I would have like, he tagged me in these stupid meme things of like, you know, it's a good day if you didn't have to release your flying monkeys and yada, yada, yada. And even when I was little, it was like, oh, you're such a little wicked witch. And honestly, I love The Wizard of Oz. Like, that is, like, my all-time favorite movie. I love The Wizard of Oz. Really? I don't think I've seen the whole movie. I'm one of those people. And I have never seen E.T., so I'm that guy. Well, see, and it's funny because my daughter's, like, my daughter's eight, and she's like, can I watch it? I'm like, you know, I still sometimes have nightmares of flying monkeys. I don't know if I'm ready for you to watch that because not only that, it's such an old movie that it's kind of like got the old creepy vibe to it because it's not modern enough to date. So I'm always like, hey, no, don't do that. But yeah, that's, I, I stuck with Wicked because that's just me. And then I told my aunt I wanted to name it Wicked Chaos, and she had me made a custom plate for my Jeep, like, a, like my license plate is custom. Wicked with an E was already taken, so that's why it became W-I-C-K-I-D. I came home. My husband's like, I can't drive this. I'm like, that's kind of the purpose. <laughs> so, right. So, I, I so and it's cooler than flowers and all the other stuff, right? There's no flowers on it. Is there? On my Jeep. No way. You really there's do? No flowers. I, I stuck with the Wicked Chaos theme. I did it in like a greeny holographic color. Right. And chaos is legit my life. My son plays baseball, and before he was on one, two, three, four teams, literally, it was, we would go to school, we'd come home, we'd have a quick meal. If I was working, I'd have meals ready for them, and we were out the door by 5 o'clock. Practices, literally five days a week, two games a week, so seven days a week we were going. You know, It I'm, is chaotic. I, you, you, moms, I tell you what, like, there's no way I could take my wife's job. Like, and uh, she's starting to work uh, part time now to get some adult time. Like, seriously, like she took a job she didn't need to. She just took a job just because she did. She needed that kind of like, and I, because I, I, I come in, I was like, man, when I have to like do all your stuff and then my stuff, that is tough, man. That, like, people talk about, you know, moms that, uh, you know, that basically they just choose not not a career, but that's what they want to do. That is a tough job. Like the organization of a household, the the operation of a household. It is like to the minute, boom, 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 and and then things come up. You got to flex and you got to make a solution. Uh, moms are amazing, man. And and then just the fact of you, I don't know, man. I I'm amazed by it. I really am. I have nothing. You know, I I was in the military for 20 years, and and my wife, we. Uh, you know, we dated for five years and then you know, we were married for the last five years of my career. And so for like 10 years there, uh, of all that dealing with, I just, man, I, hats off. I, I'm not sure I could do it. I really don't. I don't, I, I just, what you all have to do and how you do it and, and, and still have, you know, happy love and joy. Uh, you guys are amazing, man. Mom's rule. That's for sure. <laughs> well, that's kind of the, like we, We've taken on the role. Like, my husband's awesome. He's really good. But the mom section, I mean, my daughter did gymnastics, and she did swimming lessons, and she did baseball herself. So we literally, like, split. 
And if I had a chance to go watch my son play baseball, awesome. If I had a chance to see my daughter play, awesome. I also work four on, four off. So I work two day shifts, two night shifts. So my husband has an easy, well, not easy, but a nine to five Monday to Friday job. So it's easier for him. Right. Whereas my schedule, we bounce around. Yeah. That is, that is a little chaotic, you know, hats off to you to, to manage all that. And then you still try to find time for you when you're like, is there, you know, when you're taking your pictures, they're not driveway pictures. Um, you're, you're, oh, you're out and about. <laughs> What's that? Some of them are. Some of them I know are that, but pictures. I mean, you're, you're actually going out there. You have some beautiful images on your Instagram feed. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, I, um, I definitely like to try to find the trails. It's, uh, it's not very hard where I live. I live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Um, it's hills and mountains and water and lakes. And it's, it is, it's one of the most gorgeous places in the world. I, I, I haven't been everywhere in the world, but I'm not a farm girl by any means. So I went to Saskatchewan one time and it was like flat. And I'm like, this is, I want to go home. I can't right. do it. Where are the mountains? So I, I'm very fortunate. I have a really good friend of mine who comes with me and she's like, no, no, we need to do this lighting. And she's not a photographer whatsoever, but she knows like that. I don't want to look like an idiot in my pictures and I want my pictures to look good. So she helps me quite a bit. Too. <laughs> I don't want to look like an idiot in my pictures. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I get the non-idiot filter place? <laughs> We try. Oh my goodness. Not very man. often, but we try. Oh man. No, you do, you do pretty good. You've got some good filters that you use too. And, uh, yeah, you got a pretty good little following going on, but you're also a brand ambassador. Tell us a little about that. You got a few brands you represent. Oh man. My brands what I represent. Let's see. So I started with actually G Pat. Mm-hmm. G Pat was like my number one. Um, Dom and Bonnie started it. And I've talked to Dom forever. Like, I don't know how long I've talked to him for. But because he's Canadian, I think we just kind of hit it off. He lives in Florida, but he's from Canada. Yeah, he's from Canada. He's, he's awesome. He's such a down-to-earth sweet guy. He owns a surf shop you know, down in Florida. Uh, one day, I keep promising, like, I'll get down there. Just COVID has made that a disaster. Right. But I started with, I started with him. And... Uh, that's how we got Wicked Chaos. And we've got other stickers on my Jeep. Um, I've kind of taken on the Cheshire Cat theme. I really like the crazy, wacko Cheshire Cat from uh-huh. uh, Alice in Wonderland. So I've got more decals to come. There's, uh, I, we're working on some stuff right now. Um, <clears throat> they brought together an amazing community. Uh, I don't know exactly how many. There's quite a few of us in the group now, and they've added some more. And... I mean, if you want your Jeep tatted up, that's where you got to go. Uh, they've got, Dom will work with you night and day to get that stuff done. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Well, that's what's great thing about being an ambassador, you know, get connected with the ambassador. You can get connected with the brand and, you know, maybe even work some things out for you. What about some other brands? Um, I've got Moose Knuckle Off-Road, who I just started working with. And we're actually in production to make me my own color of um, moose knuckle. Really? <laughs> it's your like <laughs> your dry, it's your shackle if you want to call it, or your recovery <laughs> gear. Um, I've stuck with the theme, as I said. I have like that like peacocky look of right. color theme for my Wicked Chaos. So he's actually making me a couple of those that color, so that I can use those instead. 
Right on. Um, he's also a really good person too. And like, if he's, if you have any questions or want to work with him, he's really, really good. Um, I do have Wrangler surplus, which is like little offset of things. I personally haven't bought anything just yet from them. I'm still trying to figure out what exactly I want. Um, sweat industry apparel. I'm good with, they just started helping me out. I'm trying to, you know, first of the year, everybody wants to lose weight. That's what I'm doing this year. It's more so I just don't me. I need to lose weight and I need to get my mental health in here. Um, and then I just started with, um, skull crushers. I have no idea what I want just yet. So I'm still looking and watching and getting ideas. Right. Um, so for right now, that's who I'm with so far. Oh, well, you know, you got a pretty good list right there and it's also pretty good diversity and make sure to share those links with me and I will put those in the show notes. So if people are interested in that, they can, uh, they have your information and I'll also have that brand's information they can check out. So make sure to do that. So, you know, what about the, for, you know, you got, you kind of just, you got this Jeep, you jumped in the Jeep life and now you're brand ambassador. You got all this thing. I mean, how does that work for you? Well, how does that work for Danielle? How does that just you know, been a positive impact in your life? My Jeep literally has been like my outlet. So, excuse me. I know I kind of said like, um, I like to get off road. I like to get pictures. I'm literally on Instagram right now on my iPad, like scrolling through my pictures, looking as I'm talking to you. I took her into the snow last year and I'm definitely like a snow kid. I love the snow, anything to do with the snow. And to do donuts in the snow, to do be silly in the snow, that is all on me. I love that kind of stuff. That is 100% my thing. If you find a pedal, guarantee I've either gone through it or I'm going to go through it. If it's deep, <laughs> even better. Um, yeah. I think that's most Jeepers. They see a puddle, they're, they're almost committed or a slow, uh, even a small rise in a parking lot, you know, where the snow plow pushes all the snow. Yeah. It's I like, don't know what it is. Jeep people yes. are just like that. We're, we just... We're like, oh, look, I think my Jeep can do this. Even though it's stupid, I'm still going to do it to make you look like, I don't know, maybe you'll want one. I have no idea. So, <laughs> like you, you said, I, this is my outlet. This is, I, I mean, how do I explain it? I struggle with depression 100%. I struggle with my anxiety. I was diagnosed, like, five years ago with depression. And uh, I knew I had it. I knew it ran in my family. Um, I mean, I won't run into the details, but I needed to get help. I needed to ask for help. So I did, I went to the doctors and I asked for help and I got some help and, and this year I'm going to look into going to therapy and stuff. But as of right now, my Jeep is my outlet, my, my Jeep, I get in my Jeep, I can turn my music on and I can just go. Um, if I'm having a bad day, getting in my Jeep and like going somewhere and just turning my brain off is the biggest thing. Finding that puddle, be it the stupidest little puddle, <laughs> right. that puddle literally puts a smile on my face. Right. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Um, it, you know, the big thing you had the courage to identify that you needed help. So that's a, a big win where people that battle with depression, people that battle with those things, obviously as a veteran, I mean, I totally can relate in certain aspects, definitely not in, in the aspect of, of your experience, uh, because your experience is yours. I can understand being in a situation where you're like, man, I need to get out of this funk. I need something to put a smile back on my face. I need to understand every day is a gift and appreciate that. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but for you to 
recognize that that's the that's to me it's definitely if it's not the most important thing it's pretty close to in my opinion to say look i I need to you know go find something positive go find some assistance get some direction and you know what it's great and you hear that a lot actually in this community and for me you know it's been exactly that getting outside so off-road and then obviously all the other outdoor activities that i do as far as hunting fishing whatever camping being able i find such peace peace being out there just with your thoughts and be able to shut everything else off and absorb just the silence and peace uh, of things and being able to appreciate those small things you talked about just getting your jeep and driving i love even though my it's not peaceful my tires are very loud and got probably a <laughs> rattle here or there but it is literally just a comfort kind of like when you're a kid you had that whoopee yeah, the, the that yeah, yeah the, the Jeep definitely provides that comfort in many aspects. Yeah, searching for that puddle the puddle is kind of funny, kinda of like the Jeepers geocache. <laughs> well, and you like you don't even like excuse me, you don't even think about it at the time. You're just like, Oh, I want to do that. And you're like, Oh and it just kinda of like brings a smile to your face and you're like, I'm such a child, but you're like, I don't even care because it felt good. And my daughter, my daughter's so funny, she'll be with me and she's like, Mom. You've hit that puddle like four times today. I'm like, oh, and we're going to hit it again. Because guess what? <laughs> right. I like it. Right. There this you go. Really necessary. I'm like, who are you to tell me what I can and cannot do? I always say, but, hey, if you're behind that steering wheel, you know, this is, I'm the captain. You're in charge of maybe the AC, the heat, potentially the radio, depending <laughs> how well. But you're on that side. I'm the captain of this ship here. Well, and that's how it should be, but that's not always how it is. <laughs> I know. With kids, we think we're in charge. We're really not, huh? <laughs> No, this is, yeah, like I said, my Jeep is my outlet. There's, um, I've gone downtown to Vancouver, uh, and I've watched the sunset from down there. And probably one of my funnest, funnest, I made up this awesome word. One of my best trips is like, my girlfriend and I went downtown. We got, we went to Tacofino, and it's this like amazing little taco restaurant. And we grabbed tacos and salsa and chips, and we literally backed into a spot and we watched the sun go down with like, our own little picnic in the back of the jeep with the top off yeah probably one of my favorite experiences yeah it's amazing it, it literally is like a stadium seat to the world you can take anywhere i, I totally agree it, with that you know totally agree with that yeah. so, so are you a part of like any jeep clubs up there in canada any uh, things that you do with a group of friends that you like to go do i have i mean i haven't gone out much lately because of covid the clubs that i'm in i'm in a group called trail hub um, Trail Hub BC, and they have become a really good out, like outlet and source and everything. They have <clears throat> four of their admins that are awesome. I've gone on a few trails, like runs with them. Sometimes we break off and we do just a couple of us that go out, but they've taken us to like different spots and and it's been neat because you can go in and meet people and you can yes. see everybody and then you can make friends with those people and go out with them. And they've been a really good group. They started out really small, like literally in, I think like March, maybe earlier than that, a little bit earlier than that. And they've bloomed quite a bit. They've become like a really good group of guys. Um, And the girls that are in it, I mean, they're more guys than girls in this group, to be honest. But there's also other groups up here, but I don't really like, I don't, I kind of like to do my own thing. Like I like to have one or two people go with me, to be honest. I love the groups. Don't get me wrong. I love going with them when I want to explore and look at new places, but I like to be able to trail off and go on my own. You know, I, I totally understand that. There are, <laughs> there are times I, like 
I like, there's times when I go out and hit the trails. That's the time I see, those only time I see certain people is when you're out there on a trail. So you, you, cause I don't have any other interaction with them. It's great. And it's like catching up and, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I do like just sometimes where it's just a couple of us. I've really over the years, I just have gotten away from and don't enjoy the large pack, uh, going group. Like some people like, you know, when you're sitting waiting, uh, more than actually doing some trail riding and stuff, it just, <laughs> it gets kind of like boring. And, and when I take my kid with me too, uh, it, sometimes it's, I got to remember, Hey, when I have him, it's really more about him and me than him, me, him and everybody else. So that's something kind of with me. I, I think I do. And, and there's a good balance with that. This year, I really haven't gone wheeling too much, unfortunately, because of COVID. The trail system was down for a long time. And then I had a bunch of different things, the projects I had to get done this year for like work, work. The cool thing is uh, I go out to a hunting property that I lease. So I'm able to get a little bit of every. Actually, I should say that every time I go out there, there's mud on the tires because it's always muddy out there. And, and I'm not really in the mud, but you can't avoid it out there. It's just it's like that thick clay and and it just didn't seem ever to absorb up you know what about you know like hunting and fishing all that kind of stuff what do you like to do there well i used to fish a lot uh last year i probably went out all the time i was i i just started like fishing a couple years ago right last year maybe year before last year before <clears throat> i suck at fishing <laughs> like I spend more time getting my freaking hook out of a tree or out from under a rock than I do actually doing anything else. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? You're not the only one, so don't feel bad. Literally, like don't feel bad. It you know what though? It's so much fun. I I can remember my husband being like, "Dude, you're gone for twelve hours." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "What'd you catch?" I'm like, "Absolutely fucking nothing." And he's like, "But well, you're gone for twelve hours." I'm like, "Yeah." And I spent more time reeling in my freaking hook off a tree or out of a branch or off the rock and they did anything else but you know what i was out in the wonderful world and i didn't have a care in the world and i was able to have a drink and do absolutely nothing i didn't have to listen to kids i didn't have to listen to a dog so i do like to fish i'm going to try to get back into it this year and actually learn how to properly fish and bring something home um i don't hunt not that i don't want to i just ah it's the same with fish I will kill it, but if you're not getting it for me, I don't want it. You know what? I have, so I don't know if you ever, have you heard like, uh, I don't know if you know Michelle Wolbert. She was on Alone season six. She's one of the contestants. She's up in, uh, she, she's, uh, she runs an outfitter up there in Canada. And I've had her on okay. the podcast. I can't remember what episode. Uh, I'll email it to you what episode, but she is okay. amazing, man. And she lives up, well, Canada is kind of big. So I, I, for me to say, oh, she's probably a good, chunk away from you but she would be a person for a great person for you to connect with a uh, fellow canadian as well i would and she we're going to try and do an instagram live together at some point in the near future uh, so i just let everyone know that <laughs> but, uh, but yeah so she and i've been talking back and forth uh and i've really enjoyed having her on but i would i will definitely uh let you get her information to you and and you can link up with her and and She'll be a great guide for you. Just an amazing person, and she's tough. She's one of those people that you definitely want in your squad. It's probably a better way to say it. I mean, she, yeah. if she, I could tell she's one of those people that, I mean, if you're you're her friend, she's got your back, and she's going to help you, and she's a, she's a very good role model. She It was a great podcast. Uh, those of you all, I'll figure out what episode it was. I'll probably say something later in the show, and like maybe the Cup of Joe, I'll go find it and, and let you know. I would encourage you to listen to that episode. And listen to her talk about her experience on a loan and just 
listen to uh, well how she is and who she is and all that. I think it's going to be very uh, encouraging for you to get out there in the wild yourself. You you think that you would have a, a moment, but when you start looking at your harvest a little differently than just icky, yucky stuff that got to, you know, this is what's going <laughs> to, but it, you, it's just res, this respect that you have for these animals when you're hunting. There's such a bad rap with hunting. It, it is just, it blows my mind. It's a necessary thing to keep a solid, healthy animal population for one. Uh, hunters are probably the biggest environmentalists out there without anyone pushing them to be. There's all these benefits to it. Then just the amount of respect that you have for the animals that you harvest, sharing that experience. It's, it is, it's a, it's a, I, I tell you what, you go hunting. I want to talk to you when you get back, because if you tell me that you don't cry, I'm going to call you a liar. You're probably going to well, have a that's moment. Kind of a thing. I yeah. don't know if I want to go hunting for Bambi and yeah. I cry. Well, you probably don't want to take Bambi. You want to probably take Bambi's dad or something. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Fish? A fish I don't really care about. They're like, Isn't it funny that anyway? how people are like that, but, though? People like don't like aren't all defensive. If it's cute and cuddly, they think, oh my goodness, but it could be the best food. They're like, oh yeah, that one's ugly. We don't care about that one. It just, <laughs> it makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. I mean, I live up in the bush, like not so much the bush, but I live quite close to like a lake. Right. And I have bears in my front yard all the time. Oh my so goodness. So I have a picture of this like mama bear with her two baby bears. And I'm not kidding. No more than two feet long, like super small, lanky, dumb looking bears. And I really was like, they're at my front porch. They're on my front step. And I get a close-up picture. And I'm like, I really want to go and just squeeze it. <laughs> but yeah. I know the mom's going to eat me. <laughs> yeah, she would. Yeah. yeah. She'll take out that whole place, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But they're so cute. Yeah, they are. Well, you know, um, it's it's just the, uh, the cycle of life. I mean, um, that's just, the, you know, we're animals in nature as well. And I think sometimes people forget that. Uh, although we... We tend to show those colors too many times. It's probably another way to say it, but it's just it's a cycle of life, and and there's a purpose for you know everything. Nature has a purpose for everything. That's how I look at it. It's true. It's you know, definitely true. If if uh, the polar bear takes out the cute seal, no one says anything. Like, okay, well, you know, you have people that live indigenously in those areas who take out these seals as well because that's how they get their protein and all these other benefits from uh, the seal itself. I mean, it just is what it is. And and you know, I know the the uh, argument, which is people who are pure trophy hunters. I get that. Like, you know, if you're not harvesting the the animal and utilizing as much as possible i can see the negativity and that's really not what most hunters are about uh, they're going to use as much as possible the animal and and i'm not a big trophy guy and i think i even mentioned i mentioned it a lot like the guy i used to have on the show chuck it just a very good positive impact on me got me back into hunting and, and all that and uh and I told him, said, yeah, I'm just not a trophy guy. He's like, you know, you know, when you see that mount, it, it brings that entire experience back for you. Like all the things on that hunt, the the trials, the, the the things that led up to that moment. Because it's not like you just get up, go, you know, stand in a field or go sit in a stand and boom, you know. I mean, we'd love for it to be like that all the time. But it's not. It's a lot of work, a lot of preparation. I mean, nature... It, I mean, these animals are survivalists. They are on their game. Eat, look up, look around, scent, smell. Okay, eat. Like, like you're literally, if you're harvest that you're looking for, that an animal that you're, if you will, targeting, it's work, man. It is absolute work. You're able to take all that and you're able to put that respect and you can look at this 
amount and, and respect work it took in order to harvest that animal. It, and it's nothing, it's not like disrespectful in the way that he uh, relayed it. And I, I just, wow, man, I, I totally get it because I got my first turkey ever last year. And every time I look at that fan, I'm just like, oh my gosh, dude, that was a crazy hunt. It's well, just, that's turkeys are crazy. You, oh my gosh, they, I love turkey hunting. I'll tell you what, go turkey hunting. Go turkey hunting. Like, it is <laughs> my a My girlfriend battle. goes turkey hunting, and she's like, you need to come with me. I'm like, are you, you kidding? You do. I'm like, you sit there, and you watch turkey run back and forth, and you can't shoot it because they're so freaking fast. <laughs> well, you know, it's also where you're getting those calls in and trying to get them up to your decoy so you can get a shot. And it's a battle because they see so well. They see 50 times better than us. So they can't smell, they can't do any of that, but they see so well. So your discipline has to be pretty good, your camouflage, all that. And those calls are everything, you know, your your long call, your short call, all that kind of stuff. I mean, and because like with deer, like at least in North Carolina, I'll speak specifically to, um, I grew up in Texas, a little bit different hunting there. Here, you know, you're, you're putting out a feeder, you're putting out, you know, you're growing food plots and then you, you get in a deer stand and you kind of just... You're quiet and you just wait and hopefully just either right at sun sunlight, you're going to see a, a group come in or right before sunset, you're going to see a group come in. So it's all that time of being quiet. Try, hopefully your scent's not giving away and all these other things. But with turkey, finding the right spot, doing some good scouting, finding out where the flocks patterns are at. Uh, because here, at least North Carolina, you can't bait turkey. You can't put a bunch of corn out and then. We can't do it here either. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, obviously I don't think it's, it's not against the rules or regulation. If that turkey takes the flight, you just don't shoot. I mean, it's like a big giant, like, you know, those big giant bumblebees, you know, like, it, yeah. it's like, you know, they're like, like they fly so well when they are in flight. I've seen some fly through trees pretty, you know, pretty, pretty cool, but you just don't take it. But they are, they're a challenge. Like people always say, oh man, they're dumb. I see them on the side of the road. I said, yeah, wait till hunting season. You start calling these things. Like they're, they're very aware. Again, I mean, these animals are survivalists. Uh, that's what every day. They're, they're looking to survive and, and looking to carry on, but you should go. It is fun. I think it's fun. Even on days where you don't, you necessarily didn't get the shot, but just watching the interaction of the flock. And especially when you get a, a good gobbler, Tom comes in and he's got his fan out and he's like doing his little dance, showing off to the ladies and he's got his entourage. I mean, it is like when you see nature like that, I mean, it is like so cool, man. And he is like totally putting on a show. It's, I think it's pretty cool. I, I love the, that, uh, enjoyment of a uh, turkey hunt. And, and then just when you get your call, right, and you get them interested and you see that net stretch out and look over in your area and, and then all of a sudden they start coming. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I think it's pretty exciting. It's it just, you're, and then just trying to stay in control, you know, keeping your heart rate down, focusing on, you know, the shot, make sure the discipline is, Hey, I'm, I know my range and where I need to shoot. Cause you want to do an ethical shot. You know, that's the other thing is you don't want to just shoot to shoot wounded and have to walk up, shoot it again. Like you want to do a, try and do the, the most, uh, ethical shot, cleanest kill possible. So the, uh, the animal itself doesn't suffer. So but you should go. You absolutely should go. If you go, you definitely hit me up because I want to talk to you about it. Oh, I will. So trust me, I will. <laughs> yeah, man. But you you do. You, we have like small deer. Hell. You got some big animals up there. You got some big. Oh, animals. we have big deer. Yes. And i like, not even kidding. I look at my front door and I'm like, I just need to get a gun because really I could just do it at my front door. Yeah. 
Man, I tell you what. <laughs> I don't think that's legal, but I'm pretty sure that if I wanted to, that's what I could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, you know, I, I always wondered, that's a good question. Uh, so here in the States, we have a thing called uh, like urban archery. Um, so some okay. cities, towns, villages, whatever, they will have a regulation. Once deer season's over, then at some point urban archery will kick in. So you'll have to go to the town. Uh, like there's a town here in North Carolina called Sanford. They have an urban archery area. You'll have to get the maps, figure out those areas. And literally in the city limits, you can take and harvest a deer during only during urban archery season though kind of cool too because when the population grows so much which i think people forget like in, in you know grow up in texas we you definitely know especially in west texas when that deer population grows dramatically these things are getting hit multiple times a day it causes accidents and it's not just hey the animal died i mean there are people getting hurt follow-on wrecks and stuff and honestly it's going to start affecting the health of the herd because there's less food when there's more of them they're eating more, then becomes less food, and then you get sick animals, and then the domino effect of that as well. But yeah, yeah. you don't want that either. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I was wondering if you maybe you got urban archery. You know, you can check that out. And then I have to learn how to use a bow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look at all these wonderful things that we can, you can just jump in, keep you outside, and put up. I can use a slingshot. Maybe a slingshot will work. Oh my god, it might work for squirrels and rabbits though. Squirrels and rabbits. Oh, no, how big are rabbits up there? How big are your rabbits? I have there? like, uh, they're pretty big. Are they? They're they're like a decent size. They're I don't know. They're like the size of a football. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would imagine they'd have to be a little bit you know chunky and stuff. Like sit there and like, what's up? It's cold up there, man. Really cold. You know what? I live in BC. Like I live in like the west side of Canada. Uh-huh. And what you guys consider cold is not really cold here. <laughs> like I don't know. I can't do the translation, but winter right now it's like four degrees. Like in BC, it's four degrees, but in Saskatchewan, it's like minus 21. Yeah. My wife's from Alaska. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally get it. In fact, I met her when up there uh, visiting a friend of mine uh, years ago. Yeah. She like, <laughs> she's talking about like having to literally shovel herself out of the house. Yeah. She was a single I don't mom. Have to do that here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she would have to do that. I was going to open the door. Oh, it's all <laughs> snow. Okay. I can't handle more than two weeks of snow. Just, I mean, I've been, I've been in the snow. I've, I've done cold weather stuff, all that. I just, I'm two weeks. I'm good. After two weeks, I'm ready for all of it to go away. That's just not my thing. I'm, I'm on that guy. If it snows, you know, the rare times it does snow here, I have to clear the driveway. I have to get up and clear it. I'm the first one always driveway clear. I just, I can't stand my driveway not clear. If I live in a place like that, I'd probably be like pretty ripped because I'd be out there like, you know, twice a day. So don't move to the East Coast because that's where you get all the snow. <laughs> oh, really? We had, like, we had, it snowed, I think, on December 21st. Mm-hmm. We had a white Christmas, and the 26th, it rained, like, 30 or 40 millimeters of rain and was gone. <laughs> there was no snow left. So I'm See, like, well, at least we got a white Christmas. Yeah, I like that. Like, I like that. Every day it rained. Yeah. That's all I did here. I mean, we, it was weird because it was, like, say, 30 degrees Fahrenheit here on the Christmas Eve. Then it rained. And then it was like 58. And then the next day after that, it was like, you know, 30, 35 degrees. So it's like, oh, really? (laughs) So we missed our window is probably the better way to say it. But we have kind of a, for me personally, I think late January, February, early February is our coldest months. Um, Every now and then, even in March. Yeah. Even March, uh, sometimes we'll get like a little bit of a, you know, kind of a snowstorm might come in or 
uh, sleet or, you know, flurries or whatever the case. But yeah. But yeah, so well, and we're just talking about weather systems and stuff right here. But, well, so what's your what's your next thing that you're looking at? You know, getting on far as with your your cheap thing, and you know, what's what's in the future for Wicked Chaos? Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. I got so for my birthday, I got wheels and tires. Right on, October. right. Um, <laughs> being that I just broke my back fender off, I'm probably looking at getting new inner fender liners and possibly a lift. That'll be my next kind of goal is those two things, I think. Is it more for look uh, or is it for because you want to increase the capability of the, the vehicle for us with the lift kit and stuff? Well, like I said, I wanted a Barbie Jeep. So it's, it's <laughs> definitely more looks. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> it's hey. definitely more. <laughs> we like honesty here. <laughs> it's definitely more for looks. Um, I've got a couple of buddies that are continuously because I love to go up the forest service roads. Right. Um, I got a couple of buddies that are really on my case that I got rid of my spare tires and they're like, you need to get your spare tire back on because if you're out there, you're going to get screwed. Yeah. And I le- mean, my one buddy that constantly bugs me about it, he had two of his tires pop on the service road and he's like, I only had one spare. So guess what? <laughs> so I think my next thing is definitely going to be like a spare tire carrier, a lift, some inner fenders. I really want some new a uh, light bar and some pod lights. I'm really digging those colored lights. Yeah. Um, I can't drive with them here because they're freaking illegal. But are I they really? Them off. Yeah, you're not allowed to have them on when you're like I can have it on, like I can have it like mounted on my vehicle, but I can't drive with them on. It's not allowed. What about um, when you're on the trails? Any problem there? When I'm on the trails, for sure. Yeah, I can yeah. have them on. Okay. Um, rock lights, the same thing. I would. I really want some rock lights. I mean, I want to do everything to my Jeep, but realistically, the dollar sucks. So I have to kind of like figure out what's most important in the next like year. Because um, buying something for a hundred bucks in the U.S. works out to like one fifty Canadian. Right. So it's not like it's cheap. <laughs> so I think my husband and I kind of agreed. Like I'll I'll look for a list and hopefully go from there and some inner fenders so that I can stop breaking my fenders off <laughs> you know i have uh my son actually got on me so i have i went on a couple of trail rides this year and i bent uh a couple of like my i have like those small i got like the smitty built like steel fenders and they're very small cut they're i i have no problem with them they're easy to go in and they're you know they're very affordable that way if i did bend them i wouldn't worry about it. but i have a couple of bends in them my son's on me. Hey, Dad, when are you going to straighten those out? I'm like, nah, it looks like it looks fine the way it is, man. You know, and uh, they do. Honestly, you know, I got a, and I think that's what's cool too about at least with with my Jeep. And I'll, I'll never, I don't think I've ever owned a new new vehicle. It's because if you're using those things for those uh, with those purposes, you don't really stress out so much when those things happen. I mean, I'm not looking to get a big dent on my door and all that kind of stuff. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you get a little, like if your armor gets a little dent or your rock slider gets a little, you know, ding in it, you're not really stressing out too much about it. Cause really that's what the purpose of those things are. Um, and you know, it protects the vehicle and that's, that's the most protects you. So that's one of the most important things about it. But yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to watch this, uh, build happen and, and see what else is going on with you, uh, and everything. So, you know, if people want to find you, you know, they're like, man, I, I want to hear more about Danielle and Wicked Chaos. Where could they find you at? They can find me on Instagram. Uh, obviously, Wicked underscore Chaos, but with an I. So, W-I-C-K-I-D underscore Chaos. 
Um, I just started using Twitter, but I'm still kind of new at it. So you wouldn't get very much use out of that. So probably just my Instagram for now would be the best thing to do. Okay. Um, well, we'll put them both in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Right on. That would be awesome. Yeah. So what, uh, what, what do you see far as 2021? What do you, what is like your, Hey man, I hope that whatever, what is that 2021 goal? Dude, I hope that COVID is gone. I hope that I can go to a baseball game again. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go watch baseball. I want to hang out with my girlfriends and have a drink. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, that's probably a different podcast. We can probably talk a lot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the big thing is, is uh, you stay true to yourself, you stay true to your family, and you you give the respect to people as necessary, and and just kind of just we'll, we get we'll get through it. We've all been through tougher times than this, and we're we're fortunate. I think like yourself, you're fortunate is you found things that have given you the outlet. People who haven't found those things are stressing out. You know, maybe jeepens for you. Maybe you can still go outside. All these things. I mean, you had a great story that you talked about what it did for you. So hopefully it can. And that's one of the reasons why I put this podcast together. Get hopefully people off the couch and get them outside and and hear all these wonderful well, things. You know what? I honestly can say legit reach out to somebody who has a Jeep. I didn't have a Jeep for very long. And I was reaching out to people and saying, hey, like, I love your Jeep. Any chance you could take me out on the trail? My Jeep stopped. I can't get out there. I've got a couple people that I know that were like, hey, sure, come with me in my Jeep. See if you like it. See if it's something you want to do. That was automatically the first way I was like, hey, like this is something I can do. My Jeep stopped. I better be careful what I'm doing. But if they can do it and they're having fun with it, why can't I do it? Absolutely. And it's a huge stress reliever, if you want to call it that, therapy, therapeutic. You can always reach out to somebody. Somebody is always going to be willing to help you. I don't know what it is with the Jeep community. They're so good with people. It's such an amazing thing to be involved with. Even if you don't know, those people will find somebody that does know and they'll tell you. Yeah, it's a great resource. And it's it's what you just, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's from all walks of life, all sorts of professions. Um, that's the other part is you're going to meet people from all different aspects of life. And it's amazing the type of people you'll meet. And uh, there's plenty of resources in there. But you got to reach out. If it starts with you reaching out, yeah. And people, I mean, it's it's such a like I said, it's a it's an awesome thing. It's an awesome community. There's I know that if I posted things about being depressed and about hey, like if you need someone to talk to, reach out. I had somebody reach out to me and say, hey, I'm so glad you did this because I wouldn't have been able to see or let people know how I feel if you didn't do it. And I'm not doing it to make myself look like oh, feel sorry for her. People need to know that you can be upset and be uh, down and you have people to look at you and be like, hey, like they're going through something too. So maybe if I reach out, they'll help me with whatever I'm going through. And like I said, in the Jeep community, everybody is going through something on their own. Even in every community, they're going through something on their own. But for whatever reason, the Jeep community comes together. They talk, they chat, they express what's happening with them and they give you an outlet to what they're doing to try to help with or like i talked to one girl she's like go for hikes it's such a great experience so i'm gonna start hiking like that's the best thing you can do is try something new and if you need to post it on instagram or facebook or tiktok or whatever to show that you're doing something and you're getting your outlet in that's awesome yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's a great crowdsourcing too. like, 
there's a, a cause, a need in the community, it's a great resource to reach out to uh, because Jeepers can get together quickly, assemble, and organize like nobody's business. So, yeah, it, it's very true. And I, I'm glad I'm glad that, you know, you've been able to find that and it's given you such positive things. And, you know, thank you for coming on and, and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, that uh, episode was episode 27, Alone and Amazing. That should have the Michelle Wolberg interview on it. Anything that you, anytime you want to come back on, hit me up. More than happy to, to, to bring you back on and, and talk about, you know, what Wicked Chaos is up to. I'm more than happy to do that. I will keep you posted as far as things go. And yeah, check out the Instagram and I'll be sure to post more pictures of as it gets built along the way. All right. Well, thank you for being on. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Have a good day. The Cup of Joe segment is brought to you by Sea steak Coffee. Have you ever actually drank good coffee? Stop wasting your money on old, stale coffee from the store and make the switch to Sea steak Coffee. Sea steak Coffee is a United States Marine Corps veteran-owned and operated roastery selling premium coffee that's roasted on order and delivered fresh to you. Order your coffee today at www.seasteakcoffee.com. Man, it's good to put on another show. I had a really good time doing that. It, you know, these shows are a lot of work, and I'm not telling you that uh, so I can give myself a pat on the back, but I just want you to understand that I'm put a lot of things into ensuring that I'm getting you guys good content as well as, you know, I'm sharing you things that I truly enjoy, and, and maybe it'll spike an interest to where you can go and search for those things to enjoy. I'm absolutely not the most expert hunter. I'm not the most expert wheeler. I'm not the most expert mechanic. Um, I'm the most expert podcaster, but I do feel I have something to share. And like I said, I want to use this podcast as a platform as well to share good information. I'm very passionate about the things that I do. And anyone, anyone that's been out there that knows me and that has met me will tell you that uh, I like to think I'm a person of energy and a person of action, not just a person of words. And so when I share these things, specifically like, you know, the outdoor update uh, with talking about bills and laws, because I want you to feel inspired to go out there and be a part of the process that we have here as a country. Um, I'm actually recording this on the evening that all this chaos just happened in D.C. So it's 6 January. And it's so disappointing to see that. It is absolutely disappointing to see that. we That is not us as a country. And you may have your own emotions about that, but there is no reason to incite violence. And that is a problem from both the left and the right. And it's because we allow ourselves just to listen to talking heads instead of become involved ourselves. And I try and be a byproduct of what I'm trying to say to you. I get involved in my community. My son's a part of Civil Air Patrol. I try to volunteer with them when I can. I help build a community emergency response team that helps out in disasters and search and rescue and all these different things for the community that I live in. And that's a, that's a good thing. You can take people with various skill sets and people limited skill sets and enable them to be available as a resource for emergency services when you know those services are overwhelmed. So these are things of action. And that's what I want to do here. And and then far as from the field, I didn't hunt for years, years. I didn't do it. And I'm always like, man, I want to get back out there. And there's, it was a lot of talk. There was no action to it. And then it took that moment where I went out to a veteran's uh, um, 
event and I share in fact I'm going back out there so enduring gratitude is next month I'm going back out there and this year I, in, instead of just volunteering I'm going to be participating again and I'm looking forward to it and I'll and as long as I possibly can I'm going to volunteer or participate in that event uh, as you know long as I breathe because it is such a good thing it is the event that made me get back the urge to get back outdoors in the sense of being a hunter. And I really enjoy that. I can't tell you what peace that I get when I'm out there as silly as it might sound, even if it's like just not a good weather day and it might be raining and wind and conditions aren't right for the type of game I'm going for. At least I'm out there. And like I said, shared with you uh, in in the field, like I'm always learning. I'm out there. There's something to be learned while you go out there. And there are some days where I'll just go out and scout. I'll spend all day scouting grounds, marking things, and trying to get a good understanding. You know, a good hunter knows that it takes work. It takes preparation. This is not something where you might have those opportunities, especially if you go to an outfitter. Hey, you go sit in a stand. Hey, look, game comes. You shoot it. You know, they clean it, all that. But for like traditional hunting where you have your own property or you're doing public land, you need to really refine those skills. You need to put the time in. I am going to try and hit up this one hunter. I don't want to give it out. Uh, you know, someone that I saw on social media, and they had a fantastic story about that level of commitment that they had in order to achieve the reward of their harvest that they had this year and working with their partner in order to do that. And I don't want to give it all away, but I'm going to reach out to them and see if they want to come on and share their story. And I hope they do. I'm excited to speak with this person and I hope it comes together. Uh, maybe you're one of those people. Please reach out to me. I put a post out on social media uh, just recently. If not, just go to our Instagram or Facebook and and kind of read that. I mean, if you have a story you want to share, if you got, you know, maybe you have a review of a of a product you want to share. If you just want to tell us a silly story, you can go ahead and you know record your you know recording if you will. If you don't want to do an interview, you want to do an interview. I'm love to have you on. Contact me at uh, rotonesix.com. Uh, and go to do contact. So root16.com. Select contact. You can also email me at root16 at gmail.com. If you're not sure the the information's in the show, show notes, so you can go there as well, or, or just DM me on social media. I'm all over the place in social media, so feel free to reach out to me there. But if you're not sure you can do an interview or if you want to be a little bit more controlled, hey, I put some things you could answer. They tell me, you know, like maybe five, ten minutes, who you are, what's your story, what you're about. Uh, maybe you want to share uh, your hobby that you enjoy, uh, the things you like to go hunt. And then share with us what you're, you want to share with us. So maybe it's about a particular trip, a particular hunt, about a particular uh, wheel event that you went to. Maybe it's a certain product that you use that you want to share with people. Say, hey, this would be a good thing. Maybe you are a brand and you want to share that brand. Hey, I, if you are somebody out there putting out positive energy, positive vibes, I'm more than happy to help you. I don't, I don't, I'm not one of these brands out there like, oh, well, hey, you're a competitor. Yeah, I'm just not that. I and mean, of course, I'm not that big to, to sit there. I, I'm here more for the information. I'm more for the enjoyment. I love going out and meeting the people that are out there. I enjoyed being a part of the wheel community out here in North Carolina. It's pretty much since I moved, or I should say when I first got my Wrangler. Um, I had one of the WJs for a little while when I first here, and then I ended up getting a Wrangler, and I was pretty happy about that. So that's Root the Jeep, and I'm putting a lot of bubblegum and bale of wiring on Root right now. Once you crest over that 200,000 miles in the JK, at least mine, 
Uh, there's a, you know, kind of some maintenance. There's, it's not like it's falling apart. It runs very well, but there's things that need to be replaced. And I'm just going ahead and replacing those things as I can. And, you know, right now, the next thing is the radiator and the intercooler. I'm going to do that and then lines and stuff like that. And, you know, as far as that story, yeah, that was a little concerning when I first read it. Uh, I probably did catch it on social media. Um, I'm not very familiar with Torque News, but I thought it was kind of interesting to share and, and why not. And I, I definitely appreciate, absolutely appreciate Danielle from Wicked Chaos joining us. It was a great interview. Uh, she's very authentic. You know, we chat every now and then on social media. Uh, she's very engaged on her uh, social media platform. And I just loved her story. She really kind of opened herself and kind of opened herself and kind of put herself out there in the aspect of what her Jeep has done for her. And I think her story is something that resonates with a lot of people that I have met absolutely in the Jeep community, the off-road community of what it has done for them to include myself. I mean, I found myself isolating myself. And once I got out there and I put myself out there to go get, get back into wheeling and, and get out there into different events and then start the brand route one six, you know, it was really cool. And I, I have lifelong friends from starting this brand and from going to those events. And they also have provided me resources where when I find someone that kind of needs a friend or someone that needs assistance because of that community. And she shared this, you know, because of this community, you can resource, you might be able to help somebody. You might be able to help yourself. Uh, when there's something, some type of life event happens, you can resource that community. Uh, the crowdsourcing from the off-road community is amazing. When bad things happen, those groups come together and try to provide assistance, not weeks later, like immediately. If there's someone in need, they try and resource and pull. And these aren't all people rolling around in you know $75,000 JTs. These are people that are scraping by themselves. But when someone's in need, they're one of the first people out there. They want to help. They want to do what they can to help provide comfort for these people in need. They want to be able to do something, not just sit there. And, and that's a great thing about these communities. They're a community of action, and I love that. And all the different communities that I have been involved in uh, just last four or five years, I, I'm very appreciative. And many of you that uh, support this podcast are a part of those communities, and I appreciate every one of you. I, I've learned things from you, and and believe me, it's very noticeable because of your influence, because of your work that I kind of monitor, watch. You motivated me to become more involved in my own community. I had the resources and knowledge to start the cert. I, I was I'm fair my education, my degrees in emergency management, and I just always like, man, this village really needs one. But the reality is this: that nothing's going to happen unless someone gets involved and takes ownership of it. Well watching others do this with their programs, I was like, you know what? I need to do something like that too, because I know how to do it and I can do it. So you influenced me to become more involved in my village. And you know, the follow on effect of that is the village becomes more together because we engage more. So that kind of wraps up the show. It's been a really chaotic day with this, everything going on in, in the capital. It's, it's, it's very disturbing, very disappointing. And, and literally this is not about, what side of the aisle you sit on, it's just absolutely wrong. You should not be inciting violence. Um, you can you can say what you want about the votes and, and stuff like that, but 
no one should be looking to harm others just because they didn't get their way. And no one liked it when these things were happening over the past year. And you shouldn't like it right now, regardless of, you know, what pill you're, you're, you're swallowing. Um, it's just disturbing for me, Brian, I'm on the side of Liberty. I'm on the side of freedom. I recommend you all to get more involved and pick that side versus red or blue. I really do hope you enjoy the show. I got some great guests that I'm looking to line up. Next week is going to be kind of a surprise guest. I don't want to give it away. Uh, I think it's someone important, uh, someone that has been on here before, and it probably give you some really good insight to what's going on. So it's going to be kind of a special edition Route 16 Grind. I got some great feedback from uh, some listeners and they want to hear a little bit more of the Liberty kind of thing. And this is kind of wraps up in that. So this podcast is going to be, you know, a little bit different than it was last year, in a little bit different format. It's evolving. I can't say it any different. It's evolving. I got a lot of great feedback from when Joe Jorgensen was on the libertarian candidate for president this last election and Spike. Uh, he was a vice presidential can- libertarian candidate. And I got a lot of great feedback. So I'm going to look at doing things like that. Kind of have a liberty moment, if you want to call that. And then I got some great guests of hunters, uh, jeepers, and that stuff that I kind of looking at getting on. My phone has actually been blowing up from people sending me, hey, bring this person on, bring that person on. And there's a couple of good ones. A couple of them kind of interesting. You know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to say straight out no, but I kind of got to dive into it. But if you have somebody that you feel wants to be on here, or maybe you want to be on yourself, all you have to do is contact me. Another thing I would appreciate, I would love for you guys to go to Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, give me a five-star review, put on that five stars, put something down. If you have some recommendations or suggestions of what you would like to have on the podcast, you got a story, share it with me. I have so many ways that you can contact me. If you're not sure, just go to the show notes. Plenty of information in there. If not, go find social media, DM me, say, hey, Brian, can you email me at? I might have somebody. We can have a dialogue. Thank you for joining me here on the show. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening. If you haven't listened to all the shows, go listen to them all. I, I, I One of the benefits of taking that break was people were able to catch up on some shows. And I tell you, I got some great feedback. And it wasn't intentional, but that feedback is what helped me kind of shape the direction of where I want to take the Route 16 grind in 2021. Again, thank you so much for joining the show. I look forward to putting out the next show. I look forward to your feedback. I'm looking forward to your engagement. Make sure to follow us on social media at Route16. So R-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I even have a Pinterest account. I really don't do a lot of Pinterest, but you know, I need to jump on it. I know. I'm too busy doing a podcast. Thanks for listening to the Route 1 Six Grind. We want to thank Next Entire, Warren Industries, Tuffy Security Products, Power Tank, Sea State Coffee, and Route 1 Six Off Road for their support. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and more. Just look for Route 1 Six. That's R O O T O N E S I X. Or just go to Route16.com. Until next week, plan smart, be safe. And always be prepared. Pinterest? I thought that was for recipes.